And hello, everyone, and welcome to The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. I'm Vic Batista, along with Nathan Jones, and we're transmitting live from our network, 102.3 FM, truthfm.tv, and also twitcasting.tv. And, of course, today we're going to be talking about an incredible subject matter, which is that of Christ in prophecy, the birth of Jesus Christ as found in the Gospels. And, of course, before we continue, I'm going to ask Nathan Jones if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for the blessing of this day, this opportunity to study your word, and our Lord, especially remember your wonderful birth, the birth, Lord, that brought mankind back to God through your death on the cross. We pray, Lord, you bless this program. May all the technical aspects work well, and may all those who are listening in uh, grow in the relationship with you in your precious and wonderful name. Amen. Amen. Again, thank you. Nathan Jones, you're tuned into the Truth to Set You Free, Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. Big Batista, Nathan Jones, as we're talking about Christ. In prophecy, the birth of Jesus Christ is found in the gospel. Hey, today's program is sponsored by Calvary Chapel Aventura, Calvary Chapel Broward, and the Truth Will Set You Free Ministry. You can find more information here on www.twave.tv. Hey, for those of you that are watching us live via twave.tv, I also want to encourage you to check us out on Facebook, and there's a live link so you can follow along with our programs. Again, that's www.facebook.tv dot com forward slash twave.tv and also catch us on tweetcasting.tv and we're in need of prayer partners if you would like to serve as a prayer partner for our program we'd love for you to get a hold of us at 305-992-9537 or 321 end time and let us know that you want to be part of the prayer partners and of course before we continue i'm going to welcome nathan jones to our program nathan it's great to have you here this week hey brother great to be on thank you for having me it's always a pleasure. You know, uh, we, um, we took a week or two off there a little bit while back, and people were missing us, so we want people to know that we are back. Right, Nate? Yeah, even Christmas week, we'll be here. That's absolutely right. You know, Nathan, talk. <laughs> you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, Christmas is just a few days away. The New Year's is right around the corner. And I want to thank you for posting that beautiful picture of you and your family. What a wonderful e-card you sent us. Oh, well, praise the Lord. It's, it's, it's the season, right? Uh, I just thank you that uh, we're going to take a little break from Daniel for a bit and uh, talk about some of the amazing prophecies that Jesus fulfilled by being born. Absolutely. Well, Nathan, we, you know, it actually ties well with our teaching in Daniel because in Daniel we saw Gabriel, this incredible angel, being part of these prophetic events and we find him again in the Christmas story. And that's why we want to encourage those that are watching and listening to see how Christ is all over prophecy and his birth. And just throughout the Bible, we see so many prophecies pertaining to the Messiah and his birth. And, and Nate, if you happen to have your Bible uh, handy, we're going to be taking, of course, those that are part of the program through this very familiar story found in the Gospel of Matthew there beginning on verse 21 through 23. Uh, and Nate, will you be able to open us up by reading those uh, few verses for us and maybe for someone watching and listening that doesn't have a Bible? Well, certainly, certainly. Well, this is the, the story about Mary and Joseph and how they came to know that uh, they would have a child, uh, Jesus. And uh, they're being told this by an angel. Now, uh, when we get to verse 21, it says, And she, the Mary, will bring forth a son. And you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Mm. And then verse 22 says, So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, and you can read verse 23 for us, Nate. Behold, the virgin shall be with child, and bear a son, 
called his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Awesome. And, and of course, Aiden, that's why we title our message Christ in Prophecy. Would you be able to talk to us a little bit, Nathan, regarding what's going on here in verses 21 and 23 through 23? Because there's a number of titles that we have here given to this child. Well, certainly. Well, just to give a little background, if anyone doesn't know anything about the Christmas story, that, that's okay. This right. is a story about how 2,000 years ago, God promised that he would send his son to become like a man, and as both have a man and divine at the same time, so that he could walk and talk and relate to humanity once again, and eventually sacrifice himself on the cross for our sins, and that when we put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ, we shall be saved. Mm. So at this point... Uh, God sent angels, as he always does, to deliver his messages to a young woman. Uh, her name was Mary. Likely she was a teenager because she was a virgin, and a virgin at the time, uh, they married very young, sometimes even as young as 14, 15 years old. So we know that Mary was probably a young teenager. Uh, I have a daughter who's 14. I know you have daughters a little older. It's kind of scary to think of my 14-year-old daughter <laughs> giving birth, much less to the God of the universe, but uh, that was that was normal for that time period, that people matured and aged quicker, and they died younger, and so they got married younger. So here's Mary, still living with her parents, and she's told that she will have a child. Now, this child will come not from anything uh, dealing with a man, like a, a man Joseph that she's betrothed to, but from the Holy Spirit himself, she would give birth to God by the Holy Spirit. You know, Nathan, and that's a very good point because, of course, uh, that she was very young. And sometimes people, you see different pictures, whether it's Hollywood or certain books. And Mary, I mean, she looked a lot older. But yet the Bible talks about this was a young a woman and she was a virgin. Now, Nathan, why is it so important that she would be a virgin, of course? Well, because she was born like any, uh, gave birth, excuse me, her son was born like any other person to uh, a brother and a father then where's the miraculous in that? Right. I mean, where is the miracle? And the miracle is actually was given in a prophecy, which you read, uh, verse 22, Behold, the virgin, virgin, in other words, a woman who's never been with a man, right. shall be with child and bear a son. Now, this goes back 700 years wow. in the Bible. You have to go all the way back to Isaiah. He was a prophet about 700 years before, and Isaiah 7:14, the prophecy was given. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel, and the name Emmanuel means God with us. Mm. So here's a prophecy that Jesus even being born fulfills a prophecy that was given 700 years earlier. Nathan, and that's why we trust the Bible. We trust biblical prophecy because exactly like the Bible said that it was going to occur. I mean, can you imagine prophesying into the future, uh, 700 years into the future? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, only God can do it because for God, time is meaningless. He knows the beginning from the end, the Bible says. And while we're stuck on a timeline, we have a beginning, right. we move forward, God is timeless. He, he was never born, he will never die. Time is something he created. He can interact at different periods throughout history. And when he talks about prophecy through prophecy, usually it's like in the past tense that it's already been accomplished. So for God, he means in the beginning of the foundation of the world that he would send his son to die for our sins. Excellent. Well, Nathan, and that is very encouraging, and that's why we hope that anyone watching or listening, that they will follow along this story, 
because here's something that was prophesied. It talks specifically about a virgin. And we know, according to Matthew 1, verses 18 and on, that that's exactly what happened because the angel had to come, right, Nathan, and sort of clarify to Joseph the reality of what was happening here. Well, it was hard for Joseph. I mean, it was scandalous in that time period for a woman to get pregnant outside of marriage. And uh, she and Joseph were betrothed. They were engaged to each other. But at that time period in that culture, betrothal was a little more, um, a little more concrete than it is today. Like, if you could... Right. If you get engaged today and, and you, you decide to break it off, well, that's fine. No, no different. But then the betrothal was more of a contract. Right. And even though there was no physical connection, no, no sexual relations, they were still legally bound as husband and wife. And so for Mary to get pregnant during this time period would have been a tremendous scandal. And so Joseph's very perplexed, probably very hurt, very angry about this. And uh, it says in a few verses earlier, 19, that he was uh, minded to put her away secretly. In other words, he, he wanted to uh, divorce her secretly and quietly as to bring no shame upon her, which shows you, you know, he was a just man, and the Bible says he was. And Joseph loved Mary and didn't want her to be publicly humiliated, but at the same time, Joseph, uh, Mary's family, likely everybody, except maybe her uh, cousin Elizabeth and uh, her husband, were shocked at this because they thought, well, maybe a Roman raped her, or maybe she and Joseph got together before they should have. And right. that wasn't the case. The miracle of this is that a virgin shall give birth, and that's exactly what happened. And, brother, I would say if you're a Christian, you need to really take seriously the virgin birth. The virgin birth is essential to the Christian faith yeah. because without it, there is no divine miracle. A excellent point, Nathan. And this is why Christmas is so important to us. It's more than just giving presents. It's more than just a tree. It's more than just lights. It's the miracle that took place that really changed the history of the world. It did. <laughs> God was, and that's what Emmanuel means, God with us. Right? Jesus wasn't called Emmanuel, certainly. No one went out and said, hey, Emmanuel. Right. But Emmanuel meant God with us. They were the Son of God, and he would be called the Son of God, and that's what he is. Yes. And uh, explaining how God reproduces, I can't explain that. <clears throat> we know that Jesus was around since the beginning of time, so he was there before time, and, and he was with God. So how does God reproduce? Well, brother, I will just have to ask when I get to heaven. That's right. <laughs> but, uh, but God had to become in the flesh. And, you know, I think it was this way. You know, if you want to understand an ant, you're looking at an ant mound and you see the ants running to and fro, and, right. and you want to talk to an ant. Well, you can't talk to an ant. You have to become the ant. You have to go down and be with them and know their language and communicate with them. And that's what God had to do. He had to become a man. He put on flesh. He was born of a virgin. She, he, he knew what it was to, to go through life, the, the ups, the downs, the sufferings, the trials, to be hungry, to be thirsty, to be tempted. Yes. He could relate to us by doing this. Excellent point. And for those of you that just tuned in, again, you're tuned into The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy TV, Radio Edition. Vic Batista and Nathan Jones, as we're talking about Christ in prophecy, the birth of Jesus Christ as it was prophesized. And again, for those of you that are watching us live, you can tune in there on facebook.com forward slash twave.tv. There's a link to TwitCast, and you can watch us live or listen to the program live, and of course, be part of it. You know, Nathan, you made such a good point. You know, Nate, one of the things, too, I know there's um, a lot of people that like different versions of the Bibles, and, and I, I do, I use different versions of the Bible. Uh, I love certain translations of the Bible, but again, I cannot agree with some of the versions that have changed the word from virgin 
to young girl. And, and I think that's a little bit of a deception there because the Bible tells us in Revelation 22 that in certain things we're not supposed to mess with the scriptures. Right, Nate? Right, and, and again, this is a direct quote. Matthew is quoting from Isaiah 7. Yeah. Isaiah 7 says virgin, and that's the miracle of it. Who cares if, if you know, Jesus was born of a young woman? That happens all the time throughout <laughs> the, the time. entire planet. There's no miracle in that. The miracle is that Jesus was born of a virgin, and he was conceived in her of the Holy Spirit. That's what the Bible says. That's what the Bible means. And anybody who changes the translation... Brother, I would just call out and they are working for Satan. They are trying yeah. to ruin the miracle that is the virgin birth. Absolutely. And Nathan, and that's exactly why people don't recognize, you know, that this is a direct attack on the prophecy of the coming Messiah, and that has always been Satan's plan. Yes. I mean, Satan knew that the Messiah would be coming. He probably didn't understand the, the prophecies, like, uh, I mean, a virgin giving birth, and why right. did God come as a child, and what is the purpose of it? And even Jesus dying on the cross was not only strange to Jesus' disciples, but must have been strange to Satan as well. But no matter what Jesus tried to do, Satan attempted to thwart him, even if Satan could not understand. And even in the end times, where we were given so many Bible prophecies about the downfall of Satan, Satan yes. still goes forward with his plans to try to conquer the world, knowing that he will be defeated and somehow believing that he is going to be successful. Mm. And that's not the case. Prophecy and God gives in the Bible always comes true, and God always wins in the end. Brother, that should be comforting for us, especially during this Christmas season. That is so true, Nathan. And you know, you, you, you mentioned a good point, and even back in the book of Revelation chapter 12, uh, we see the prophecy uh, there of the dragon, right, Nate, trying to destroy uh, Israel as uh, she was given birth. Uh, and it's just a wonderful analogy that you pointed out. But all throughout the Bible, we see Satan's, Satan's attack. Right. I mean, you can read the Revelation about, it's a kind of picturesque and sounds symbolic, but it's, it's true that Satan tries to destroy the woman, being Israel, and her child, being the Messiah. And uh, that's his goal, because he knows that Jesus will come back. He will defeat Satan. He will set up his 1,000-year kingdom and then usher in the eternal state of the new Jerusalem here on the new earth. Mm. And Satan wants to stop that, and he can't. He, no matter what he tries, he'll never be able to defeat Jesus. And uh, again, that should bring us hope, especially as we're seeing Christians persecuted throughout the world. Yes. They're suffering and dying. We think, man, we are losing this war. We are not. It might be a temporary setback, but the war has already been won in God's eyes. Mm. Excellent point. And you know, Nathan, and that is a word of encouragement, and that's why we pray for those that are watching and those that are listening, that they will be encouraged this Christmas to see the hope that the Bible talked about. The birth of that baby, when we celebrate it, is the hope of the coming Messiah. And that is the hope of the world today, Nathan. Like you said, you know, there's a lot of hideous things going on around the world, but we believe the answer is Jesus Christ, the baby that was born over 2,000 years ago. Amen, brother. Wonderfully said. That is the hope. That's why our entire calendar is tied to Jesus' birth. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And the, the entire Julian calendar, and then upgraded by uh, uh, various uh, people over time, has created that what we have today is an wow. amazing view that Jesus is the center of our calendar. He's the center of history. Mm -hmm. We I, continue to follow that. I love that, Nathan. And it's true. People don't recognize everything is considered to be B.C. or A.D. Well, who else in history <laughs> was able to turn the tides and make the calendar in that sense, right? Oh, exactly, exactly. I mean, 
when you think about it, our calendar is based on Jesus Christ. I mean, uh, let's see, I actually have a little uh, thing written here about that. It's uh, Julius Caesar, he established the Julian calendar, and he began the year with January 1st. That's where we get our calendar, thanks to the Romans. January 1st uh, is the beginning of our calendar. But it wasn't until the 6th century AD with a guy named Dionysus Exegus. He was a Scythian monk, he lived in Rome, and he confirmed that Easter cycle originating the system that reckoned the time from the birth of Christ. So mm. we can thank that uh, Scythian monk for <laughs> creating a calendar that put the birth of Christ at the center of history. The usage spread and was adopted in England by the Synod of Whitby in 664. It gained universal acceptance, and by 1582, Pope Gregory XIII reformed the Julian calendar, and that's the calendar that we use today. Now, wow. it's off a few years. Jesus wasn't born in 0 BC. Likely it was more 4 BC, so it was only four years off. But it's enough that Jesus Christ is the center of history. Now, mm -hmm. we read in Revelation how the Antichrist, when he comes and he conquers the world and he sets up his kingdom, he will change the calendars, the dates, and the times. Yes. He does not want Jesus to be the center of the calendar. So the calendars we know now, believe it or not, prophetically, will end. And mm -hmm. a new calendar will begin when the Antichrist sets up his kingdom. And you know, Nathan, that's a great, great point. And then once again, of course, when the millennium starts, it's going to start, of course, another calendar in a sense, you know? Yeah. Right? But yeah, for this point, that's an excellent point, because the Antichrist calendar isn't even going to last more than seven years ago, right? <laughs> And then we'll have another, but, but it's a, that's very interesting what you're pointing out. And this is why individuals need to recognize that these calendars were pointing specifically to a coming Messiah right down to the day. That calendar now still moves forward in history, pointing to another event that is coming, which is, of course, the uh, tribulation. We know the rapture can happen at any moment. There's no date for that. But it's all good news, Nathan, for those who have trust in Christ Jesus. They do, they do. It, no matter what type of question, it, it drives me nuts. You know, instead of BC, <laughs> you know, BCE, Common Era, instead of that of Domini. Right. And they're always trying to pull the attention away from Jesus. But you can't, because the beginning of our calendar is Jesus Christ. We're constantly reminded that Jesus is the center of time and he is our future. And, uh, and Satan tries to water that down or erase it, but uh, he, he succeeds pretty well during the tribulation time period. But you're right, brother. The millennial kingdom comes, Jesus sets up his kingdom on earth, and we get a new calendar based on Jesus Christ again. You know, Nathan, and that, that, that's why we pray that anyone watching or listening will be encouraged. A lot of things right now are temporal, but some things are eternal. A relationship with Jesus Christ is eternal. The birth of Christ, that's what we celebrate. And that is the greatest gift that we hope that people can give or accept if they don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Because, Nathan, I know that you're sending me a present, and I know it's on its way. No, I'm just kidding. But... It's on its way. No, but sometimes we focus so much on the temporal presence and certain things, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like I said, I, I'm, I love presence, but there's something greater that we can give that really anyone could, can afford to give, especially if you're a Christian, and it's to give that away for people to make sure that they accept the greatest gift of all, according to John 3.16, right? Nathan, God so loved the world that he gave the greatest present, his one and only son, that whoever believes in him, Jesus, will not perish, but have everlasting life. And it doesn't cost anything to give that away, right, Nate? 
Not at all. Uh, Jesus is the reason for the season. It sounds cliche, but it's so true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you think about it, you know, let's go back to our ant analogy. Can you imagine how much you'd have to give up to become an ant? I mean, all the senses that we have as humans, the being top of the food chain, which is kind of a nice thing, you know, our, our ability to think, to reason, to have emotions, to appreciate beauty, all those things come with being a human. When you become an ant, you become a mindless drone that your lifespan is super short. Mm. You don't have the eyesight, the visual tool, the sensitivity. You lose all that. Now imagine the God of the universe who has infinite, unlimited knowledge, power, and ability, and he's crammed in a helpless baby in a womb. He's constantly taken care of by a family. He has to be diapered and fed. He grows up. He has to suffer all the limitations of a human being. And then he gets rejected by the very people he created and put on a cross and killed for coming because he loved us. Mm. I mean, what a sacrifice God gave. And so when Christmas comes to me, sure, the presence and the season and the snow and the family is nice, but it's nothing compared to what Christmas is really about. Yes. God became man. Excellent point, Nathan. And wow, what a beautiful reminder. You know, and, it's, and that's why we pray for those that are watching and listening. We pray that this Christmas will be the best one that you can ever have and ever remember. And we want to encourage you, even right now, if you don't have a relationship with the Lord, why not accept that free gift that is being offered to you right now? And, and Nathan and I will always take an opportunity to encourage you and give you hope and offer for those of you that are watching or listening that opportunity to receive Christ. And Nathan, how is it, how easy is it for that person on the other side to, to receive that gift? Can you talk to them a little bit about that? Well, it can be the easiest thing in the world, but it can also be the hardest thing. And it's hard because you have to surrender your life. You have yes. to give up control. And really, brother, as we know, control of our life is just an illusion, right? I mean, yeah. We think we control our life, but there's certainly circumstances that really control our direction and destiny. But what we do is we surrender. We, we put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ as our Savior. We trust that He is the Son of God. And then we pray in our hearts something like, Dear Jesus, please forgive me of my sins and be my Savior. Mm. And Jesus promises that He will do just that. He will forgive us of our sins. He will cleanse us of our guilt. And He will give us a future with yeah. Him forever in heaven. Mm. And He did all that by coming as a baby and growing up with us and then suffering and dying on the cross and raising again from the dead to defeat death so we too can defeat death. Awesome. Wow. Thank you so much, Nathan. And of course, again, and, and it's true, that's what this is all about. This program that we do is to offer you hope in Jesus Christ and in his birth and that hopefully you will go forth and share that with your friends and your family this Christmas as you celebrate. You know, Nathan, we've been talking about here in our ministry also, uh, the, in the program, we titled it, uh, Wise Men Still Seek Him. And the reason why is... is yeah, I, I, and actually, I didn't, I didn't originate that. I actually stole that from someone. I was. <laughs> oh, you stole things on Christmas. I stole it on Christmas, but I give it back. Nathan, I was, I was driving by a large university in our area, and in front of a house near this university, someone had actually put a sign in the lawn that said, "Wise men still seek him." And I said, "Wow, what a wonderful uh, thought." to know that in our time there are still people seeking and that's why you and I are giving those an opportunity who are seeking, right Nate? To find the truth and Jesus says you will know the truth and the truth will set you free like part of the program that you and I are doing. Wow man, that's a great 
analogy, but if you think about the wise men who came seeking Jesus, likely they derived from the Iranian Persian Empire, so Iran, they'd have to travel up the Fertile Crescent, up the Euphrates, and then down into Israel. It likely took four months for them to make the journey, all seeking the Son of God so that they could give their gifts and praise God for giving His Son, Jesus Christ. They were wise men. They were considered like kings. So think about how wise we would be to seek out the Son of God, Jesus Christ, to heed the fact that prophecy was fulfilled in His life. We just read one of them, how Jesus Christ was born of a virgin. And they would call him Emmanuel, which was God with us. Mm-hmm. 700 years earlier that prophecy was made, and Jesus fulfilled it. How wise are we then to seek out Jesus Christ, who came God as man, suffer for us, die on the cross for our sins, so that we too may have life? Excellent point. And you know, Nathan, and that's why uh, that's a great point you made regarding the wise men, because like I, I so oftentimes, because of Hollywood and the Sunday school books, we get it confused and we think it was just uh, three guys, right? And a little baby in a manger, but. <laughs> no, not at all. But uh, these guys were willing to give up everything their comforts and their position and their travel on camels and right. through the desert and, and through dangerous territories. All to seek the Son of God. Now, those are true believers. And we think they're, they're called magi, which is where we get our term magician. So mm-hmm. these guys weren't, uh, uh, it's hard to say, they were astrologers. I mean, they were considered cults and idolaters and, and people that we consider in the in magic realm. But they understood how the stars aligned. They saw the star that was over Bethlehem, and they gave up that pagan belief, and they put their trust in God, the Son of God. And we too, we need to be wise. We need to give up our paganism. Yeah. We need to give up our idolatry. We need to give up our focus on ourselves and turn towards the Son of God, the God of the universe, who's willing to give up everything to become a human and then die for us. Ooh, excellent point. Wow, Nathan. Well, well put. And Nate, you know, and it's interesting as we talk about these wise men and some. Uh, believe uh, that maybe they uh, a, a number of them were actually influenced by Daniel because at one point they came from that area and Daniel was the wisest of them all overseeing all these uh, individuals and you know again and all that was also prophesied in what was coming. That's one point. That's a good point. Yeah, Daniel, he's about 500 or so years before the wise men uh, took their journey. Daniel was the head of the wise men in the Babylonian Empire and then the Persian Empire. So yeah, if they continued to study the records, and I'm sure they did, even 500 years later, right. they knew about the prophecies of Daniel, and they knew about the coming king. They knew Bible prophecy, and, and these guys were pagans. I mean, we're not even talking right. about Christians who grew up in Sunday school, and yet they turned to God. How much more as Christians growing up with Christmas to celebrate every year? Should we turn to Jesus Christ during this time period? Praise the Lord. And that's why we know that people are tuning in, watching and listening, and they're seeking him. Wise men are still seeking him, Nathan. And that's why we see that. That's why you and I study Bible prophecy. And that's why we believe Bible prophecy is so very important because there is so much that we can gain when we understand the scriptures. Right, Nate? Amen, brother. It's true. The Bible is endless. You could search it and endlessly never find all there is to know about God. And the Bible is the complete revelation of God, yeah. meaning all that God wants us to know about Him in this age. But since God is infinite, we will spend eternity, eternity, instantly getting to know Jesus Christ. 
Praise the Lord. And you know, Nathan, that's why we're so excited here as we're looking at Matthew uh, chapter 1, talking about, again, uh, this incredible prophecies, Christ in prophecy. We see it all over. We see it in the birth. We see it in the prophecies. We see it in the Old Testament, in the New Testament. And all this, as you, as you mentioned there, in uh, uh, talking about this virgin that will, that will have a child, and his name will call uh, Emmanuel. And not only that, but it says God with us. In other words, Nathan, when the birth of Jesus Christ occurred, it was the living God that came to live among men. Well said, well said. I mean, nobody called Jesus Emmanuel as he grew up, but they called him the Son of God, and that means God with us. So, yes, uh, he is the great Emmanuel, and Jesus fulfilled that. He performed miracles, which proved his divinity. He raised from the dead. I mean, nobody raises from the dead. He was clearly the Son of God. And as he is the Son of God, then we need to listen to him. We need to obey his call to yes. repent of our sins and to put our faith and trust in him. Amazing. And you know, Nathan, you also read for us verse 21. And, and there I believe that his name accomplishes his mission. In other words, it says, You will bring forth a son and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people uh, from their sins. And that's what they were waiting for, the coming Messiah, right, Nate? Right, right, and they rejected him, but uh, he will come back, he promises, he will come back a second time, and there the people of the world will then finally yes. accept him as Savior. Uh, that's, and we believe that that moment is coming soon, and that's why I encourage people to turn their eyes to Jesus. He loves you. He has a wonderful plan for you. And again, as you celebrate uh, Christmas, uh, don't forget uh, the Savior uh, in the midst of that celebration. And Nathan, wow, I mean, our time is pretty much almost up, Nathan. I mean, we could keep going here for a whole different session, but it's so exciting. And you know, Nathan, as we come to a close, man, I hope that you have a wonderful, wonderful Christmas with your family. And thank you so much for being part of our program today. Well, thanks for having me.